Hello, unfiltered friends, and welcome to another podcast. I'm really excited about this because I've been friends with this person for a while now, and I brought her in for one idea for a podcast, and it kind of evolved into something else, which is always one of my favorite things. Go with the flow type conversations. Before we get into it, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. One, my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash subdaily. Without you guys, I wouldn't have all the stuff that I have right now. If you ever want to tune into these live, twitch.tv slash subdaily. And for my Patreon people, thank you, Terry, Charles, Lena, Jonathan, Carla, Raymond, James, Luke, Eric, Jonathan, Paul, Frida, Gregory, Dono, Tracy, and Matilda Melvin. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Patreon is basically what keeps this podcast funded. So if you ever want to get extra podcast episodes, handwritten letters, follow us on social media, etc., make sure you go over to patreon.com slash unfiltered friends. And without further ado, here is Brie and her fiance. Greg. Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Before we introduce you to our next friend, I want you to take a moment to think about everything that led you to where you are right now. Do you see how strong you are? Do you see how great your story is? I hope you do, and I hope you learn great lessons and get inspired by our next friend's story on the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unfiltered Friends. And today I have one of my friends on today, which makes sense because the podcast is called Unfiltered Friends. So if I had someone that wasn't a friend, it would be Unfiltered People. So I have my friend Brie on with her fiance, Greg. Do you prefer Greg or Gregory? Greg. Greg, okay. And, um,. I was trying to pick one type of topic to talk about between the two of them. I mean, they have their story, but I know a lot of Bree's story. So it's just probably going to be all over the place. Uh, but I think the main focus we're going to talk about here throughout is you got you guys, your experience as an interracial couple. But first, introduce yourselves. Like, who are you? Where do you live? Social security number, et cetera. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I am Brie, a.k.a. Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Chicago, hey. Illinois. Yeah. Um, How yeah. did we meet? Well, I was one of your subscribers yeah. from YouTube. Was? Did you unsubscribe? <laughs> well, you don't post anything. I do, too. You would know oh. if you were subscribed. Busted. I was, yeah. I unsubscribed, y'all. Yeah. It's probably on like an old YouTube thing that yeah. I was on. Yeah, but you yeah, came to a meetup. A meetup at... In Chicago at the Bean. At the Bean, not the Cloud Gate. Yeah. Because no one calls it the Cloud. Literally, I've never heard anyone be like, yeah, I'll meet you at the Cloud Gate. No. <laughs> no idea where that is. No, what is that? <laughs> yeah, and then I, we just... We became actual real-life friends. Friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then who are you? My name is Craig. I am Bree's fiance, uh, also from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and I met Chris through Bree. Yeah. We, did we meet the first time at that baseball game? Yeah, yeah. the White Sox Cubs. Yeah, game. I was really excited... White Sox, Cubs, like crosstown rivalry, mm-hmm. hundred bucks for nosebleed seats, yeah, exactly. and then rain delay. And then rain, rain delay. Yeah, it was awful. I don't know. Did the Cubs win? Yeah, they did win. Okay, they well, win. as long as the Cubs win, because mm-hmm. we went through many years of the Cubs not winning literally anything ever. It was a long. Struggle. Yet they still sold out every single time. Yeah. Loyal fan base. Loyal. I mean, you, you just go there to get drunk and have hot dogs, essentially. Um, I was trying to explain to Grace, who is off in the corner, actually helping me. So thank you, Grace. Um, we were. Uh, I, I just want to. Can we make sure well, after I say this, I want you to switch straight to them. Okay. So we were at the game and we got a couple of hot dogs, right? I already know what you're. <laughs> what am I about to say? Did you put ketchup on your hot dog? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I told no. you. It's a no. Don't Not put Chicago. ketchup on your Grace, hot dog. understand. This is a no. <laughs> you did, all you had to say was hot dog. And I, I and just knew. I didn't even get to condiments. And you're like, she put hot dog. She no. put ketchup on it. There are some places in Chicago, if you ask for ketchup on your hot dog, they'll laugh at you. <laughs> like they'll make a public announcement yeah. to everyone. You know where I've never been is that the Wiener Circle. Oh, really? No. 
where they like abuse you while you're ordering. It's like at the Bevitts. Yeah, at the Bevitts. but like I think they're actually they're like really mean. They're actually mean. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted that, I'd be in a relationship right now. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys are perfect. I'm sure. Um, so, how long ago did you guys meet? About a year and a half. half ago. A year and a half ago. Oh, mm-hmm. And you pulled the trigger. Good for you. <laughs> January of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where did you guys meet? Tinder. <gasps> you a, mean actual relationships come from Tinder and it's not true just for hooking up? Exactly. That's why I tell people, I was like, look, you can't blame a tool for what the user uses it for. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I explain to people, like, I'm on Tinder and I'm not looking to just, like, bang around. So, does that mean I need to not use Tinder? Or you just never know, like, no. how, how you're going to meet someone. So, like... Well, that's just for hooking up. Let's be very clear. People want to hook up regardless of whether they're using yeah. Tinder or not. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you had that experience yeah. with a lot of people just trying to like bang it out with you. How mm-hmm. did you do? How did you cope with that? Because I did a Tinder experiment yeah. where I posed as a girl. Mm-hmm. And I actually posed as the same girl, but with two different types. Because she was the type of girl that like when she's dressed down, she was just kind of like girl next door, like mousy. Mm-hmm. And then she'd get into a bikini and it was just like boobs and ass out of nowhere. She hit it so well. Yeah. So I made two profiles, one with her sexy photos and one with her regular photos. Only one out of 600 matches. For a regular? Knew, no, knew oh. that it was the same girl. Mm. Oh. But what I found was only 5% of the messages were actually perverse. Mm -hmm. The only thing was they were a little bit more aggressive to ask out the sexy photo girl. But for the most part, it didn't make a difference whether you were showing skin or not, like dudes or dudes. Now, what I will say is that 5% is way worse than anything that I've ever had to do. I mean, I don't know about your experience. Yeah, I don't know what your experience was on Tinder, but girls tend to not be as gross. Like when it was gross, it was real bad. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that that would stick out in your mind. But what was your experience using the app, obviously, before you met love of your life um so i was using tinder when it first like came out that's because you a social media person yeah so that was what 2013 ish around then it like it was like out but it was like popular like it's yeah i feel like it's been like i think it was like 2011 yeah when it came out so i was using it since 2013 and i actually met sorry greg a boyfriend through that what you yeah. dated before greg are mm-hmm. you insulted by this no it's okay <laughs> and it was on and off for three years okay oh, on and off describe on and off to me he lived in san francisco and i lived oh. in chicago so it was just kind of like i would fly there he would come to chicago and then it would just be like we would get in an argument because like i want to come see you but he's like busy with school or he wants to come see me, but I'm traveling for work. And it was just hard because you don't see that person every single day. Yeah. So that connection kind of gets lost. Mm-hmm. But then like, so you break up, I go back on the app, I'm going on dates, I'm hooking up with people. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm like seeing someone consistently, he would show back up. Mm. And then I'd be like, okay. Did you find, because I had, I never released this video because unfortunately it was, Wrigley was actually in the background of the video, so it's kind of painful yeah. to look at. I was doing a video with my friend Megan Tonjes. Have you seen the yeah. videos I've done with her? Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, as a bigger girl on these apps, how fetishized she was for her size. Like, guys, like, they only want to hook up with 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 bigger women or they only want to hook up like maybe you got fetishized for being for being black mm-hmm. did you find that much on the app or no only with one guy yeah and he was in a poly relationship <laughs> i, I can't see you doing poly <laughs> well i dated him i what? was one of you like four girlfriends you're the second person in my life when i was like poly you it's shocking to me too. because i was yeah. in a point in my life where like i didn't want the commitment but I still wanted all the things of like a relationship, but yeah. it wasn't. So I had him like two days out the week. Yeah. Like I had to share him with four other people. Four other people? Isn't his penis tired at that point? <laughs> and he... he had like rules and stuff because you he, have to. He had like a primary like partner of 10 his years. Bottom bitch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> top, top. This is a shock factor. His wife. <laughs> so. So like. I, I, I like accept all styles of life as long as everything is consensual mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like for me, I just like, I wouldn't even want that. I would be like, 
earmuffs. Like, was he was he able to perform sexually with no issue? Everything was fine. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. Yeah. The stamina. But yeah, like I was also, saying. Also, like, again, at this point of my life, what, I was 25, I was so broken, no respect for myself. So I really didn't care. Yeah. So what was the, where did the brokenness come from? I think it was just that struggle of not feeling accepted, not knowing if I had an end point in life i didn't know what my purpose was mm-hmm. in life so at that point i was like you're just wandering yeah trying to figure it out mm-hmm. mid-20s just yeah like whatever yeah so what was your experience like with, with the tinder, tinder stuff yeah i mean i just joined the app like a month before i met brie wow I was not on you're like anymore. a you're like a carpet bomb and you're like a laser guided missile like just get success. that target and scoop I, it up and i did go on a couple dates before i met her but it was like nothing really connected, clicked. Yeah. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I met Bree that we hit it off. Yeah. So what was your first date? We, I took her to an Italian restaurant called Sabatino's. Pause. When we matched. Uh-oh. <laughs> By the way, this is your future. Yeah. I've, I have much more experience with interacting with Bree over the years. So I, I just buckle in. You should know at this point. I'm used to this. He... So, Tinder, you meet someone. You Tinder. 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 Tinder is how I feel after someone punches oh. me in the face. Tinder. Tinder is what you use to start a flame like you guys have for yeah. each other. Spark. He was like, hey, I'll come pick you up. Skirt. I don't know you. You're not coming to pick you me up. You know what? But you know what? He knows he's not a psycho. You don't know yet. And that's something I, I always think that was like a gentlemanly thing. It is once they trust that you're not going to put them in their trunk. Yeah. Right. You know, like, so I always like, I, this is what I say. Not that you'll ever have to do this again because you're going to be married forever. Um, but I always say I can come pick you up or I can meet you there. Which do you prefer? So that gives them both options. So because like I make jokes sometimes on first dates and, and they gave me this look and I was like, oh, yeah, you don't you don't know that <laughs> I didn't mean that. And I would never do what I just said. And I just have a really weird sense of humor. But the girl who responds with just as messed up a response, that's Bay mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so he tried to invite himself over right away. To, like, pick me up for our date. And it's January, so it's the snowy season of Chicago. Which is July through, <laughs> yeah, I know. through March. now. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I can just Uber there. He's like, no, like... I want to like come pick you up when like, they say no. Just I know I don't proper know. date. How did he not mess this up? I, I'm not and then this I was just like, okay, he can pick me up. Okay, so he. Well, oh, so you changed your mind? I did change my mind. So what made you change your mind? I don't know. Something just an instinct told me. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Persistence. Proceed. Yeah. So that was her first day. Sabatino's not. Sadly, is not longer open, but yeah, uh-huh. they closed and. We they actually gave us like this booth that was kind of separate from the rest of rush, separate from the restaurant, mm-hmm. like a private booth. They even had violinists come to the table while we were eating dinner. It's like really romantic. None of this I had planned. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, and uh, walked her back to the apartment after the dates. You guys make out and stuff. It wasn't like a make out, but he kissed me. And was there sparks? <laughs> I'll wait for her to answer first. <laughs> I felt something, but also, side note, my niece was having her first chemo treatment. Oh. So I was on my first date with Greg. She was having her first chemo treatment, so I was just like, my emotions were just everywhere. Mm. Like, I really liked him, but I was really concerned about her. So were you talking about that with him at all? He didn't know. No, I didn't know. At all. So you kept that pretty private. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be or anything oh. so you didn't want to like because that's a lot to, to put on someone. someone so she was your niece yeah she was how old nine nine and she was diagnosed with um it's a form of like muscle cancer muscle cancer in her calf yeah soft I've tissue i've never heard of that it's very rare yeah Mm-hmm. so were you struggling when you were on this date because I was you like knew checking about- my phone. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I remember. I Did was you like think checking that my she phone. Was not See, interested. I was a little bit like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like this date's going bad. She probably has no interest in this date. But were you guys having good conversation? Yeah, conversation we were. Was good. 
And I was apologetic. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm looking at my phone. But it was, like, next to me. Because my mom was just, like, giving me updates yeah. about it. So. Yeah. I was kind of guessing that, too, if, like, your friends were texting you, asking you how it's going. And yeah. Like yeah. But you didn't know what, who, what was going on. girls create all of those outs. Oh, it? Like, they, they put their location on. They text their friends, like, what you look like, what your car, maybe your license, license plate. <laughs> it's, it's, like, when people talk about privilege... Mm-hmm. Um, I use always use that as an example. I don't know about you, but never ever when I'm a man do I go out in public and I'm like, I, I got to make sure I don't get raped today. You know, like I never think about that. I got to make sure that this girl doesn't attack me. I'm not saying it's never happened. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it has. But like, it's not really something as a guy you worry about. In girls, it's just like ingrained in you. Yeah. Have you had like poor experiences where people got pushy? No. Yeah, you're not to be messed with. That's Mm-mm. what I do know about you. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm always, like, what is it? Flight or fight? I'm fighting. You're fight. Yeah, yeah, you are fight. Where does that come from? I think just... Your nature. Yeah, that's just how I've always yeah. been in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was it? So after that date... Yes, for our second date. Second date. On the date? He was like, like, well, I would like to see you again. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So a couple of days went by and he and texts me. Yeah, and I invited her you to... You gave her two days? I think, did, yeah. Did you do that on purpose? No, it probably was... No, I think I texted you the day after. Maybe I don't remember. I don't Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, it's really important and you... And guess you, what our second date was? Because he was like, oh, have you been to a Blackhawks game? <gasps> Had you been doing back soccer? I have, but I haven't. But it was for, like, work. So I oh. wasn't really, like, watching yeah. the game. And I'm, like, further up. I'm, like, in a suite or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. told me that. I'm like, that's going to be better than any seats. I'm so, second date, he took me to the Blackhawks game. Six row from the ice. You are putting it on, man. <laughs> I was... Did you get a hookup or... No, I just bought the tickets. StubHub. He got money. He got money. Wait, so what do you do for a living? I am a supervisor in a metal shop. Mm-hmm. So we make like mostly the roofing, like uh, gutters, vents, mm-hmm. pretty much building supplies. Yeah. That's like our main product. Yeah. So it pays well enough to say, because second date, that's a, that's a chunk of change. So you must have been pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think well, I would on do our that. way to our second date, we're just talking about like what kind of TV shows do you watch? And Greg goes, "Oh, I watched this show. Like, no one really has heard of it. It's mm-hmm. called Big Brother." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Wait, every I didn't think th- I have- what I've met a lot of people who've not watched. What? Yeah, she was one yeah. of the first people that I've mentioned that show, and she knew what it was. I only know one other person like our age well, that knows it. I think maybe from living in LA for so long, I'm so used to being around reality stars. I, there was a guy who we used to hang out with who was on Big Brother. James Ryan was his name. Do you know who that is? It was a while ago. James Ryan. There was a James. Like he had great, shorter? No, he's tall. Oh, no. Good abs. Brown hair. Anyway. Yeah. So I didn't realize. I thought most people knew about Big Brother. No. Not like mm-hmm. our age. Oh. There's some so. people in my family that watch the show with me. But yeah, like friends. So you're really into Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been watching it for a few seasons now. Yeah. I'm like really. I get most excited about July every summer to watch for, for three months. But. So you watch these people's, like, everyday life on camera. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, do people get eliminated? Yeah, yeah they get they, voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do, week. like, competitions throughout the week. They asked me to be on it. Oh. I said no. That I mean, you had a... That wasn't part of your path. It's no, because I, lo- I look at stuff like that, and, like, once you become that person, like, that person's always that person from Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, for me... One, I'm, I'll be like on like, especially like dating stuff. Like anytime a dating show hit me up to be on, I was like, I'm either going to be the selector or I'm not going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Because if you put me on bat- The Bachelorette, I'm getting eliminated first day. I was like, I don't even like that girl. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'll be good for camera, you know? Yeah. Um. So you guys connected on TV shows. TV shows. Sushi was, he was like, oh, do you like sushi? And I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, a lot of the guys I dated didn't like sushi. But, I mean, to me, this is all pretty, like, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. TV, food. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys connect on a deeper level? I think that's when I, things with my niece started to, like, really get aggressive. And mm-hmm. I had told him, I was like, hey. Before we get into that, tell people what happened with, with her. 
Yeah, so my niece and nephew lived in New York, mm-hmm. and their living situation was just very terrible. Every summer, they would come to Chicago and stay with my parents. Mm-hmm. And my parents got a phone call three days before they were taking them back to New York for the school year that um, Child Protective Services said that they were going to be put in foster care. Wait, why? Because their mother was being investigated, and she lost custody of four <gasps> of her kids. But what was it valid? Mm-hmm. They were, like, investigating her for a whole year. Okay, so they, it was in their best interest. Yeah. Okay. Um, they said they would try to keep them together, but there were no guarantees. That system is so, it's so tough. Yeah. So my parents were like, what can we do to keep them? Yeah. They said, you can go to court and get guardianship. Yeah. So that's what my parents did. Like, the next day, they got guardianship of my niece and nephew. Within all of that, they had to go through all the channels of being in school, so getting a physical. Um, so my niece, nephew went and got a physical. Nephew's fine. Niece is healthy. Mm-hmm. Told the doctor she's mentioned this lump on her leg. They're like, okay, let's get it checked out. Took a test, came back, and it was cancerous. They didn't know what kind it was, so it was just more tests. So that was September of 2018. Mm-hmm. Or no, 2017. Um, See, I only knew about the cancer stuff. I didn't know about all the stuff before it. Yeah. She had a rough go, huh? So 2017, September, they found it. wasn't until November of 2017 they knew what it was. And what was it called? Rabelscarcoma. Mm-hmm. And it was stage three when yeah. they found it. And she's nine. She was eight then. Eight. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we'll start chemo as soon as possible, but they were like, we want her to enjoy like Christmas. So we'll mm-hmm. start a new year. So January comes, she starts chemo. Same day as my first date with Greg. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then what happened after that? Um, chemo was going really well, but then she was about to start radiation. Um, the tumor had shrunk and didn't spread. So then they're like, let's start radiation. So then that's when I told Greg like, hey, my niece is has cancer like i'm the support system for my family yeah so i have to be there when they say like we need you i need to like leave i don't know when that would be whatever and she was getting treatment in downtown chicago Mm -hmm. it's only like 15 minutes from where i lived on the north side yeah and i said you didn't sign up for this so you can like leave now and greg said no like i'll anything i could do to help yeah i'll stay yeah you man you took on a lot right away so you must have been pretty damn sure i mean tell her right now what made you so sure in that moment that you were in i mean i don't know it's like when you told me that i already knew that you know i was in love with you and whatever it just came with you like i wanted to help wanted to be how did you know that so quickly i don't know i just felt it i guess it's hard to explain yeah but uh i just knew like i just wanted to any just want to spend time with her so if you know, I could help her family, whatever I could do for her. Mm-hmm. Now, have you, is that how, like, you've lived most of your life is just, like, a very giving person, like, uh, for people in your life? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound too, like, arrogant. But, yeah, I've always I tried to... I asked the question. <laughs> if it's the truth, it's not arrogant. I, I just always like to look to help people, you know, yeah. just be generous, whatever I could do. Give someone a ride or, you know, anything, little stuff like that. He's so cute. Look at him. <laughs> and Bree immediately, because... Bree knows that I'm very honest with my feelings because we were at a baseball game with a another couple that mm-hmm. was there who shall not we're not gonna say names um and I was immediately like mm, this doesn't seem healthy but then she asked me about you guys and I was like yeah yeah I had a good instinct about you right away and Bree knows I would have said maybe even to your face like no because no. like I care about Bree um and you were just some dude who was trying to get in her pants. <laughs> I was like, I hope I wasn't seen like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You seemed like a really, like, cool guy. But, like, hearing that is really nice. Um, so continue on with the story about, about her. Yeah, so radiation seemed to be going well. Um, then they went back, what, three months later to do a scan, and it spread. Mm-hmm. Cancer spread. So, like, okay, we're going to go back and do chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. Then she was like in the hospital consistently because she would do chemo and then go home yeah but now she was like inpatient Mm -hmm. doing chemo 
what was it what was going on with your family through this whole experience like how were they coping like was it hopeful or did it not seem like there was much hope um we're a very like faith-based family so mm-hmm. we just prayed a lot we knew like god had a plan he's ultimate healer like it would work um so my dad primarily took care of my nephew mm-hmm. back in the suburbs and my mom was with katie in the city with all of her treatments it was mm-hmm. rough on everyone i would leave work on my lunch take like two hours lunch sit with her at the hospital go back to work then after work mm-hmm. go back and sit with her did you have to give up a lot of time with her during this time because you knew her focus was there oh, a little bit but i understood i yeah. mean, I understood the situation if anything i even tried to come down to the hospital to visit her yeah he's as much as i could yeah yeah, and so he was there. He would come and sit with me and her. We would play games, watch movies with her. Oh, so you got to get to know her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got really nice. close to her. Oh, mm-hmm. that's nice. Yeah. So throughout everything, probably about August, doctor says they don't think she's going to beat it. Yeah. Um, But we can continue to, like... Try. Try. Yeah. So at this point, they're just giving her chemo to preserve her. Um, Lengthen life. Yeah. But, but like yeah, but as someone who's seen someone pass away from cancer, it's like you get to a point where you're like, is this is this living? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to watch them suffer anymore? You want to hold on to them, but you also don't want them to hurt anymore. Yeah. Did you go through that? Yeah, but she was strong. Like yeah. she had energy. I think well, maybe because she was a kid. Yeah, maybe. And we raised money. My community raised some money yeah. to 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 help. And she seemed like she was in good spirits at that point in time. Yeah, she, she was a fighter. Yeah, for sure. for sure. The whole way through, um, all she would say is, "I'm tired," but with a smile. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, but I'm okay. Very apologetic. That sounds like you. She would say, "I'm sorry, you have to." do this and i'm like you don't need to apologize how do you how do you know that at nine how like do you she do was, that at nine she that's like, very adult wise beyond your her as guess. i'm like picking her up to put her to use the bathroom and put her in her bed she's like i know you can be doing something else but like thank you we would take her to like go painting mm-hmm. just to keep her like hopeful it's, it's just amazing she must have had like a great support system outside of her mother to teach her that or was that just it's, innate within her that was in her how that was, she was beyond her years. Yeah, it just sure. makes me wonder, like, how, like, I know that nurture is definitely a major factor in children's lives, but it makes me wonder how much just nature, like, the, your natural way of being. It's like some people are just like that. Yeah, she always wanted to make sure my mom was okay. I think that's why she held on for so long. Yeah. She just wanted to make sure we were all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put her on hospice and... It was like she's going on hospice, but she still has so much energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can start to see her starting to fade, fade away. Mm-hmm. But even when she was struggling to breathe, like we would come visit her at my parents' house when she was on hospice, and she would like they would tell us like we don't know if she's gonna make it through the day. So we're all like, oh my god, we need to go. I would call Greg. He would leave work. We would go walk in the room, and she'll be like hi mm-hmm. and like, she's like her spirits just got lifted yeah like, i had that experience with my grandmother the one where the the listen sign is based on she passed away last year at the beginning of last year and um having family she had pneumonia in both of her lungs she was on a bipac mask because she couldn't process out she had copd so she couldn't process out her co2 and um i Within two days of the whole family being there, mask was off. They didn't think the mask was going to come off, and her pneumonia cleaned, cleared up. Mm-hmm. And I saw the healing power of family. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So when everyone had to go back to their jobs and houses, I stayed with her in the hospital. It's a, it's amazing the power because you think about medicine and you think about the physical things, but like your presence and the the spirit of somebody being uplifted by loved ones. Mm-hmm. It actually has a physical effect on someone's health. Yeah, and she would say that I asked her, I was like, do you hear anyone talking to you? She's like, yeah, they tell me like I'm going to be okay, but it's not time for me yet. Whoa. She's like, it's not time for me yet. That's what she would say. Like they thought she was going to be gone like December 1st. Yeah, and when did she? Open? December 28th. Yeah. My mom was like, Katie, can you say for Christmas? 
just be here for Christmas. And she stayed. Christmas Day, she was here. She yeah. was up talking. It just makes you wonder, like, how, how, how the human spirit and how will can will your body to keep going. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, like, this is the first thing. She's going to start to, like, be cold. She was getting cold. Like, before Christmas, she was, like, ice to touch. But she was up and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to her December 27th. Mm-hmm. And talked to her on the phone. And she was talking. Mm-hmm. And then December 28th, they said they think it's today. And we left. Mm-hmm. We got there about 5.30. Mm-hmm. Whole family surrounded her and prayed her to heaven. And at 6 o'clock on the dot, she took her final breath. Whew. It's a lot. Okay. But Greg was there. And I've had friends mm-hmm. who would say, anything you need, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. But they'd rather go and spend time with their other cool friends than mm-hmm. to like come sit with me at the hospital with my niece. Mm-hmm. But Greg would always come. Mm-hmm. Greg would be there for my nephew because my brother's not around. Mm-hmm. He has no father figure. He has my dad and he had Greg and Greg was there. Mm-hmm. Take my nephew to the movies. They'll go bowling. Everything. I didn't have... I had friends that were like there but like the people that I really thought were going to be there like your mm-hmm. best friends they weren't there. I mean that's that's how you find out who your true tribe is. You know? Mm-hmm. The, like It's real easy to be your friend when you're just hanging out and like things are good but when when you're down in the dumps or when you need support that's who you find out who your people are mm-hmm. and that probably bonded you and greg even more so would you say at that point yeah because i don't know how i would have gotten through all of that if i didn't have him because i was holding everything for my family i was my family's rock you're the rock but and even he was the rock, my rock. Even, yeah, mm-hmm. even the rock needs a rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, you were strong in front of him. Mm-hmm. I told you, like, and tell me anything, you know, how mm-hmm. you really yeah. feel. He was there. Yeah. So if I didn't have that. Yeah. I was angry. I was mad. Of course. Because I was like. You thought you had friends. Yeah. And then I, like, have this struggle with, like, God. Because it's like. How do you, like, what lesson is this supposed to teach me, God? But then I think now I know. What was it? Say my parents didn't get that phone call. Say they went to New York. They were in foster care. Those foster parents probably weren't going to look into the bump on our leg. Mm-hmm. We got that entire year to be close to her. Beautiful thing. And you got to test your relationship mm-hmm. to see what your future for you was going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So how did your perspective on things... We talked about it a little bit. How... I always, I don't know about you, because I've had a few sudden deaths in my life, one one pretty recently. And it, I always try and take like a big lesson from it and mm-hmm. like grow from it and, and improve the way I live my life and the way I interact with the world. What was your big lesson from, from that loss? If you, I, if I have a cough, uh-huh. I'm going to the doctor. Right. You just never know. You, you may think like she was eight years old. You think she's a child. She's fine. She looked, She didn't look sick. Yeah. She told her mother about this bump months ago. Her mother neglected the issue. Right. So if you have anything, you have a pain, if mm-hmm. it doesn't go away within a couple of days, go get it checked out. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what's really going on in the inside. Yeah. And you definitely need to take care of your body because we only get one of them. That's, Treat it well. That's like one of my biggest lessons from, because the person I lost recently is a community member of mine who was like, my biggest truth. I'm actually flying out to New York on Sunday to mm-hmm. go to the memorial and meet her mom. And because, like, her family knows about us because that's how much, like, we talked four days a week for several hours. She had like 600 hours of time logged just in chat, mm-hmm. not including on the phone, not including in person. Like, you develop these relationships. And we don't know how she passed away, but. You know, it just made me really look at my health. And it's like, you've got this one vessel mm-hmm. and you don't know. She was 53. Yeah. Gone. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, since then, I've really, like, buckled down with the food I put in my body. Going to get, going to the doctor. Like, your your health is not guaranteed. No. It's not. Mm-mm. You really gotta, you really, and, like, 
and you were talking about she looked healthy there's a lot of people who are very sick on the inside that look fine on the outside yeah you know your internal health is so important mm-hmm. and there was another lesson that i also took that i think you took was because you're not guaranteed tomorrow you better live each day to its fullest yeah and when we so why was i home I came home for some reason. You were supposed to go to Toronto? Yes. I went I went on a trip. I try not to feel guilty about this. I had a choice. I was supposed to go to Toronto, and I was either going to go to New York and see Mama, who's the one that passed away, or go to Chicago and see my my mom. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm a little grateful that I didn't go to New York. Because then one of my other like close community members went and got to spend a lot of quality time with her, and I already had that with her. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good that she got to do that. But yeah, I remember I got in town. I surprised my mom, mm-hmm. and I took the I took the blue line to downtown downtown mm-hmm. and met up with her f- for coffee. And you you hadn't been engaged for that long. No, you still haven't been engaged for that long. Show him the ring. <laughs> <laughs> girls love doing that yeah i know in every picture <laughs> um and i was talking to her i was like so uh you're engaged and uh, i'm actually interested to hear y- your perspective on this interaction because i've heard hers because it's very much like seize the moment she pretty much told me she had like a shit or get off the pop moment with you when it came a to, little bit yeah yeah so explain the interaction that happened at that point so i mean we've been dating for a year now and like we're getting older you know looking for commitment mm-hmm. and she permissionlessly asked me like where are we going what's the future of our relationship you know and i told her like looking to get you know get married spend my life with you and she's like well you gotta kind of show it to me and i'm like I I was like just it's words, but you gotta show with the actions, right? Mm-hmm. So and then, you know, I was like, well, I gotta propose to her. Like, yeah. Why, what am I waiting for? Like you were saying before, like our life lives aren't promised. No. So it's like, seize the moment. Five and, minutes, five seconds, five hours, five. Years, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I went to get the engagement ring and started planning the whole proposal. Mm-hmm. So what was the planning process like? So I consulted with one of her best friends. Allie, and we were kind of meeting in secret behind her back. And she was telling me that because Brie notices everything. Yes. So there's no way she doesn't know that you and her. Did you ever suspect that something was going on between them or no? No. Okay. Allie has a boyfriend. Well, there's lots of people with But boyfriends. I mean, like, <laughs> but then it's Greg. Right. Oh, you, just, so, yeah, you have a trusting relationship. Yeah, this How, is good. Congratulations. Because uh, I remember I met with her friend one time. We we're going over engagement plans, and I came home, and she gave me a hug, and she's like, "You smell like perfume," and I'm like, "Hmm, that's like, weird." Are you are you in the FBI? I always said this, <laughs> like it, it, like we need like a all female FBI <laughs> because they would solve everything immediately. Because y'all pay attention, not when you're walking around in public. I noticed that I always have to try to avoid women when they're walking in public because. They don't pay attention to you. I see that the fellas kind of do, but when it comes to that stuff, they're like, mmm, 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 mmm. yeah. It's like they're, they're, it's like all the women of the world have like this. They're like a interconnected <laughs> through like the female network, and like if they don't know, someone else will know and will tell them. Exactly. I was like in my head, I'm like, she's Sherlock Holmes right now or something, <laughs> and she's like, I know that perfume, and I feel like you're a bad liar. I I probably am. Yeah. So what was the look on his face? He's like. Uh, well, uh, I, I played pool, and so I probably hugged like the bartender. And I was like, oh my god, you're so bad at lying! <laughs> like, you hugged her. the bartender. Well, I know her, so like she's a friend. Oh, okay. so, like, never hugged. I I'm guess like, that makes more sense. <laughs> so maybe her perfume rubbed off on me, something like that. And then a couple minutes later, she's like, "I know where that perfume's from. That's Allie's perfume." Oh my god, what is? I was like, because Allie smells so good, oh. and it's like a very particular scent. Yeah. And I was like, I know that smell. And she does. She's my esthetician, so she's real up and close mm, to me. So I, yeah. seen, I remember that smell because mm-hmm. she's like working on my face. So, yeah, so you, you must have like on the inside been screaming. I was like, she, she got me. I'm busted. But she didn't really go <laughs> press. Yeah. So Why didn't like, you press? Because I know you wanted to. I did, but you, did you an kind of figure? Was like, mm, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna just back yeah, off. Yeah, you probably knew what was going on at that point. A little bit. God, why? So I was like, this girl, should I come home and take a shower? Like, I mean, how would she even know that? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So what happened? So what did you do after that? So we were like planned the whole thing, and our plan was I was it was Saturday, March thirtieth, and I was gonna take her out to breakfast, and her friend was gonna go over by my house and set up upstairs where we're living. Um, she was gonna set up like roses, can we went shopping and bought like roses, candles, uh, frames for pictures of us, like a whole display, mm-hmm. and I was gonna bring her back to the house. There was rose petals leading to it. I saw the video, and she just I was not murdered. Surprise her, <laughs> and she had she thought maybe I was gonna do it at breakfast. Yeah, I thought we were gonna. He was gonna do it. You just can't keep secrets <laughs> at breakfast, and I'm like, so what are we doing today? Oh and he's like, God. I don't know, play by Did, ear. Did you, could you tell by her by the way she was acting that she kind of knew that? Yeah, the was she kind of knew because I was I was nervous in the car ride back. He didn't put his seatbelt on. God, why do you notice these things? I'm so observant. The, I, I can identify the scent and where it comes from. I know that you you look nervous and you're not wearing your seatbelt. And it's just like, it's like you were looking, though. You were Slightly. looking at that well, point. As the day was going on, I was like, okay, it's not happening. And then I was like, maybe it's happening tonight. Yeah. Because it was still early. It's like one o'clock. Yeah, because you did ask me what we're doing tonight. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll go out to eat or something like that. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, it's definitely something's going on today. Yeah. And then, yeah, I brought her back, let her upstairs, and she was giving me such a hard time. I was like, go. I have to use the bathroom. And- you are so difficult. Can you let the? Can you let my, my brother do something nice for you without critiquing everything? <laughs> exactly. This is your future. Yeah. So you know. And I was like, oh, Harley, you know, our dog. I was like, leave her downstairs. Don't take her up. And she's like, why? Why can't she come upstairs with us? You're literally the worst. I want you to know He's this. like, I want to show you the blinds were installed. And I was like, while we were gone? No one was here. Yeah. I will know because I said like I had somebody come over and install them. Over. Yeah, and I was like, we weren't home, and Harley was here. Like, what do you mean somebody was here when we weren't home? You're such a suspicious person. I, I what is going like on? Improvise. There's excuse. like no. You could have just if you knew that the if you knew what was going on, you could have just played dumb. But no, you, no, I honestly didn't know it was uh, happening. Oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be like later. Out. I didn't think it was gonna be at home. I thought it was gonna be out somewhere like uh-huh. a rest. I didn't know at all. Yeah. So he was like, "Go up, let's go upstairs. I want to show you." But he's like, "Harley, stay here." I'm like, "Why? Why can't Harley come upstairs? She always comes upstairs." He's like, "Well, we got the carpets clean. I don't want to get them dirty." So I'm going upstairs, like bickering at him. Yeah. And then I open the door and I see the rose petals and I just lose it. Yeah. People think I was being murdered. That's how loud I was screaming. Your heart was being murdered with love. Yeah. You stood in the doorway for like a solid <laughs> two a minutes. Minute. Yeah. And I was like trying to nudge her in, like go in. She's just like frozen. It was really beautiful. Yeah. It was very sentimental too, because that was gonna that was where we were moving. Mm-hmm. It's our new home together. So and when's the wedding? November of next year. Am I invited? Of course. Of course. Does he have a plus one? No, I don't have a plus one. <laughs> Silence, peanut gallery. <laughs> By the way, this whole time, Grace is over here just sobbing her face off. So Aww. she has a lot of feelings. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. I hear her sniffling. Yeah, I'm like, I look up. I, I, I want to focus on this, but I'm like, does she need a hug? Are you okay, Grace? Do you need? Do you need? I was like, it was a lot. Yeah, well, did you, did you listen to the podcast I did with her? No. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, off off camera, we'll explain why this touched uh, home with her in many ways. Um, so November, so I'm assuming it's going to be an indoor wedding. Are you doing oh, it yes. in a church? No. No? no. Where, where are you going to do it? Do you know? We want to be different. Greg comes from a very Catholic family. Mm-hmm. So um, very traditional church banquet hall. Greg comes from a very Catholic Polish family. Mm, which is very uncommon in chicago there's no polish people there (laughs) (laughs) there's only moses right no did you know that chicago has the second largest polish population in the world Mm -hmm. warsaw chicago yep yeah yeah my camera switcher has to pee so (laughs) figure it out anyway um so what are you going to do then if you're going to be different how are you going to be different so we're going to do a modern looking venue where the space is kind of build your own mm-hmm. and ceremony, cocktail hour, and reception in that same space. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a wedding, it's at a church, and then you have to drive like so far, and then you have all this space, time in between. Yeah. You're kind of just waiting around. We don't want that for 
our guests. Yeah. The waiting will be there because we'll be taking our pictures, but it's going to be very different. Yeah. I don't want to give away too many. Okay. Things. I'm sorry. But you have a, you have, I noticed you started blogging about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just because it, it's a fun time. I enjoy watching like vlogs or YouTube videos of people explaining their wedding stuff. Yeah. I'm a writer, so I'll like write and share pictures about it, mm-hmm. my experience of what I did for my wedding process. And it's always good to have that documented too. I was we were talking about it before we started um, the podcast, but you know, being able to go back and look at like where I started in my YouTube career, like I like you might look at it now and it's so fresh, but you you know, ten years from now. You're going to look back and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought that. Or look at where we started. And, like, to have that documented, it's like a little time capsule. It's, like, really nice to have. Track every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How much of the planning is you and how – like, give me a percentage, you versus you. It's, like, 60-40. Wow. You're actually pretty involved. really involved. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, like, chime in with ideas, opinions, whatever I can. How often are those opinions accepted? (laughs) Well, usually she'll – bounce off the ideas off me and i just let her know what i think of them yeah so, but, and then your opinion doesn't matter <laughs> okay. it's like well i like this anyway <laughs> um uh, so it's i kind of love that it took till this point in the podcast to even talk about it because it was like the original idea for why i was going to have you guys on here but i love that we haven't even got to it yet because it's just it shouldn't matter mm, it shouldn't yeah. matter but you guys know more than I do that it it does to a lot of people that you guys are an interracial couple. So you're mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. and you're white. What issues, if any, have you guys run into as a couple, as an interracial couple? Well, off the bat, I asked Greg, like, have you dated a black woman before? Had he, you? No. Mm-mm. Had you, like, tried to date a black um, woman before? No, I mean, not just, I guess, no. You know, no. but I don't think I mean, he had a type. Yeah. I think he just like sees people for people. But I had a type. I'm from the suburbs. So all I seen was white men. Yeah. That was all that I knew. Yeah. Yes, my dad is black. Yes, my siblings, my brothers are black. But where I grew up, it was like white men. Yeah. So that's what I'm used to. Yeah. That's all that I dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hispanic, Asian. They weren't 100% black. They were, like, mixed. Yeah. But I interacted with one black male, and then all my interactions with black males weren't positive. Which, and you told me that, like, being a a black woman dating someone who is white creates some some issue no uh you being like a suburb person interacting with mostly white people you talk about how people of uh, of the black community tell you that you're whitewashed or you don't talk black or Mm -hmm. like uh, what kind of stuff just as an individual did you face being in a mostly white area but being a person of color for me, I had a positive experience. Oh, good. Because I'm from Downers Grove. It's a western suburb in Chicago. Everyone was very opening and what loving. Was the, what was the club? There. Zero Gravity. Zero Gravity. Oh, oh my God. It was 16 to 22 years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What an awkward place. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So my experience was great. Mm. I was the only brown kid, but we were kids. And kudos to those my classmates parents who taught them to treat everyone with love and respect right because i never experienced any kind of hatred racism at all as a child it wasn't until i got older Mm, so what changed when you got older high school so there's a neighborhood in chicago called caprini green which is gone now right which is gone so it was like lower income did they did they replace it with like did they gentrify it or did they just flatten it flatten it build condos but they built like yeah nice condos I'm mm-hmm. so all of those inner city people moved to the suburbs mm. so when i got to high school and i went to the same school from kindergarten through eighth grade so the same people right it wasn't until i got to high school where it was like five different schools in one high school yeah so i was like whoa look at all of this like diversity this is amazing so i love everyone mm-hmm. the black people didn't like me because i didn't sound like them i didn't dress like them because i came from like my family was middle class Mm -hmm. and so automatically i was 
labeled as the black white girl who thinks she's better than everyone. Right. And it's like such a shame, especially from from like any minority community having the infighting amongst themselves. Like you might not have lived their experience, but you still walk through the world as a black woman and experience a lot of the same prejudices that that black people do in this world like yeah even if everyone is like nice to your face like they still look at you not as a person but as a black person mm-hmm. and that has to be frustrating at points in time super frustrating i was robbed by black people picked on um and i think that's probably where how i am today came from i had to stand up for myself mm-hmm. i remember being a sophomore in high school and we had just moved to like a further suburb in the west suburbs and i had to take the bus and mm-hmm. these girls would pick on me mm-hmm. be because how i talked and how i dressed mm. i had a north face i had a louis vuitton purse and my mom drove alexis like yeah um i called my mom and i was like meet me at the bus stop because i was tired of getting picked on my mom met me at the bus stop i gave her my stuff and I fought three girls Whoa, by myself. What? Do you yeah. know this yeah, story? Yeah, I know the story. My mom's told him. Yeah. yeah. Three girls. Because I was tired of being picked on. How did that... I mean, you took on three people. How did that go? They didn't expect it to come from me because so they... So you called their bluff. Yeah. And after that, my mom drove me to school and picked me up every day until I yeah. got my license. But like people didn't mess with me. And then that was my reputation in like high school. It was like... Don't mess with Brie. Like, she's super cool. She's super nice. But if you piss her off, it's ugly. Yeah. So I would be the... That's when I realized, like, I'm the voice of the people. Because I didn't like when... The voice of what people? The people that <clears throat> look different. Um, I was friends with everyone. I was never in a clique. I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the kids that were on the bowling lead. I was friends with the kids that did People didn't. are so focused on category yeah. instead of humanity. I was friends with everyone. Yeah. And if a bigger guy was picking on a smaller girl i would intervene or if like people were just bullying it i would intervene yeah you're not gonna talk to them that way because his shoes look different maybe you don't know his family story he's trying to get an education like leave him alone i would beat up guys i would beat up guys that were mean to like a bigger girl watch out bro you better not mess up she will body slam you (laughs) yeah so I just didn't care. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, it's like cuz I was I was bullied growing up a lot. I got beat up every day for like 5 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go home I would go home from school bloody. Like I would get beat up on the way home from the bus to my parents' house and it was like half a mile maybe. And uh as awful as those experiences are, it all has also turned me into the advocate that I am today. You know. People are like, oh, why do you like talk about gay stuff all the time? And it's just like, I got beat up for being gay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've never been gay, but that wasn't important to them. Mm-hmm. They just wanted a reason to beat me up. Yeah. And I never did what you did. I did what you did one time, and that's because they dropped the bat, and I blacked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what I did, but it was not kind. And it's like, you just you get to a breaking point. You're like, ah. I don't want. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. So when she asked you if you'd ever dated a black woman before, what was what? You, what was that conversation like? I mean, I said no, and I think she asked me like, um, just have you ever looked? And it's not that I like. I mean, I was just open. To, like she said, I don't really have a type. I was just open to dating anyone. Mm-hmm. I guess I just never happened where I ended up dating a black woman before. But I mean, to me, it didn't matter right obviously it didn't make a difference so what would have like what was the purpose of asking that question what were you looking for bringing it back to when you're meeting someone online fetishes mm. i didn't want him i didn't i wanted to make sure he wasn't just like going for that black girl be like oh i banged a black girl you didn't want to be a notch no belt. yeah yeah something to just check off a list did you run into that very often not often there was like one guy that was like that but it wasn't like often it wasn't like something i struggled with but it was just one of those common questions that i had to always Mm -hmm. ask people um and then i asked like about his family Mm -hmm. because my dad had kids before he met my mom 
with a white woman. So my siblings are biracial. Mm-hmm. And then my niece and nephew that my brother have, they're biracial. So I knew my parents were going to be okay. And then, I, like, our family is a mixing pot of everything. So I wasn't concerned. But I asked him, like, about his family and what they would think. And Greg was like, no, I think it should be fine. I mean, there are. This is definitely new for my family. There's no mixed relationships in my family. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, my family's raised me to be accepting to all people. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously, I didn't think there would be an issue. But was there an issue? There was. You explain the issue. At first, I think it was like new to them. I think it took them a while to. It's like accepting of all people, but. Yeah, Until but then they get find, to the point of being a part of the family. Yeah, exactly. It's like friends, okay, you know, neighbors, that's fine. But. A lot of my Polish friends, man, like I remember back home, my Polish friends tend to, they were very, very racist. They yes. were. They were. Is that a part of Polish culture or is it just because there's not a lot of black people in Poland? I'm that's, assuming that's there's not a, a lot. part of it, yeah. So, so it's more ignorance than anything. Def- I've definitely seen that in the Polish community before. I don't say all people generalize it, but definitely. Yeah. Know, so and definitely the older generation so what were your interactions like what made you realize that maybe they had an issue i think they were kind of quiet at first would you say like i mean they said like hi to you and stuff but like they weren't really going out of their way to make conversation Mm. and everything they didn't ask me as much about brie and stuff like that so i could tell there was some kind of division there i guess Mm -hmm. um how did you feel about that I would tell him, like, your dad just doesn't even look at me. I would say hi. And you've experienced this before, I'm assuming. No. No. Mm Mm-mm. Not with someone I was dating. But, like... But also, I never got to the point of dating someone where we were, like, meeting families either. Mm, Okay. So... Because she was also... You were the first person to meet my family as well. mm Mm-hmm. What happened after that? Like, what... At what point... Did did you did you have a conversation with them about it? I talked to them about it. What what was that conversation and like? And they pretty much told me like they don't care. Um, you know, they say as long as I'm happy, they're happy for me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I told them like you I mean you have to be you have to you have to like interact with Bree. I mean, you can't ignore her in any way. I mean, I mean, I told I told them it's like she's going to be like I want to spend my life with her. This isn't like this is going to be a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. This is going to be short-term. So I mean, She's gonna be around. I want her so to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I want her. I want her to be part of this family. Yeah, pretty much. But it wasn't really race. It was the fact that I wasn't Polish because Greg's mm. sister-in-law told me she went through the same thing that I went through because oh. she's an American. Yeah. So, but it wasn't like because I'm black. It was a mixture of like because I'm not Polish, and then like the sprinkles on top is like, oh, she's black too. Yeah. So it was just different for them. Yeah. But they figured it out. They figured yeah. it out. And you they're, guys have a good relationship. They're great. Now. I oh, love yeah. them. What about what about out in society? Have you guys run into any issues at all? I feel like we've really evolved in that, but there's still... You get the looks. Mm-hmm. Like, what are like the area we live in is very Polish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So I'm really the only, like, brown person. Mm-hmm. I get excited when I see, like, other brown people in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> My people. Yeah. But no one's been, like, rude or hateful towards us. We haven't gotten anything like that. Just probably the looks. I think looks, yeah. Just the and looks. And, like, you know, That's whatever. Right. Walking through the park. I'm like, yeah, you can look at me. I know I'm cute. Like, I get it. I know my man's fine. Exactly. Okay. Um, the first time I met you, you were... <laughs> You were talking about how you had to explain black girl magic to him. Oh, gosh, yeah. Can you explain black girl magic to the masses, please? Black girl magic. So, Greg. <laughs> I just love this term, black girl magic. I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I had saw Greg, and my weave was rough. <laughs> What's a weave? It's like. It's not your. It's like extensions, it's but like, like extensions, woven in. But it's like sewed in. Yeah. Okay. So like it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You can pull it. Don't yeah. touch my hair though. <laughs> That's and just that general rule of black women in yes. general. Do not touch the hair. Yes. Yeah. Black people in general, I but especially don't. women. Yeah. So then a few days later, I saw him. He like came through my front door, and it was like fresh. So it looks like that really fresh weave, nice and shiny. He was like, "Wow, 
like, oh my gosh, like something's <laughs> different about it. He couldn't tell. It's black girl magic because you got the fresh weave. <laughs> so is black girl magic just a fresh weave? or No, it's like it can be a new hairdo. It can be like your nails done, but most of the time it's like your hair. Yeah. It's magic because they're... Their hairstyles change he all the time. He already knew you were magic, though. Yeah. yeah. The bonnet conversation, him. he was like... Bonnet? Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, what is that? So it's a silk bonnet to keep your... Preserves your hair, to keep oh. it silky and soft. So like when I see drag queens getting their wigs snatched, that thing that's on top of their head? That's a, that's a uh, cap. That's a cap. Mm-hmm. So bonnet is different how? You sleep in it. So it's like a scarf, but it's a bonnet. So what? Have you like a shower cap. Have yeah. you seen the bonnet? Oh, yeah. He was like, what is that? And I was like, my bonnet. Because of my fresh weave. I can't get it messed up. And I was this like, is so complicated. I was like, are you going to be sleeping in this? She's like, yeah. Like The things like, that women in general do to their like heads and hairs, it's just like, <laughs> it's so complicated. You know, just. <laughs> I, I remember taking our engagement photos. And she, she's like, I was even putting my hands to her hair. And mm-hmm. she's like, this is the only time you'll be allowed to touch my hair. So mm-hmm. take advantage. Get used so. to it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I like, I'm an evolved man just because I have face wash. And my, my, <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends and she said that she went on a date with the guy and she looked, because women are always investigating, apparently. She investigated his bathroom. And when she opened the the curtain to look in the shower the only thing he had in there was dial hand soap oh Mm. (laughs) so he was washing his whole body with (laughs) hand soap and she said that was a major consideration and why i never saw him again because like hand soap or is the shampoo with it shampoo you know what i don't i don't shampoo my hair i get it i get it wet in the shower and then once a month when i get my hair cut they shampoo it but it makes it harder to style my hair Mm-hmm. And like, if my head smells, I'll shampoo. But my head never smells, mm-hmm. and I know that my head doesn't smell because my nose is attached to my head. What about when you work out and you sweat and you shower? I mean, my hair gets wet, but I don't. You, it's actually bad to shampoo your hair that often. I know. I'm a girl. You know what's your hair? <laughs> Whatever. It's not even yours, right? Well, even like my natural hair. Yeah. I can't wash it every day just yeah. because it strips from the natural oils. Right. I just leave it. You know what? I haven't had a complaint about having a smelly head yet. Yeah. So until that happens, don't judge me. Yeah, do what works for you. Okay. So I want to have more cute moments with you guys. Okay. Okay. Um, we already heard a little bit from him, so we're going to start with you. I want you to here. We'll move the microphone over a little bit. Okay. So No, I want you to be able to like, oh. look at him a little bit. Okay. Um. Actually, maybe we should see your face a bit more. Okay. Tell him why you know he's your person for the rest of your life. You're my person, Gregory, for the rest of my life because you are just so selfless and caring and loving. You're very smart. You don't give yourself enough credit of how smart that you are. And you are everything that i'm not you're kind well i'm kind but you're patient (laughs) yes you're very patient you like to take a step back and work through things and i'm very like we need to get it done now Mm -hmm. and you're the yin to my yang and i need that in my life we just balance each other we're so complimentary to one another and i think that's what makes us work it comes easy, but we do put in work. But every day with you is so fun. And you came to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are my ride or die. You're my A1 day one. That's really she's cute. She's got all the cash races. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a writer. Yeah, exactly. So you have to follow that up now. now I tell, don't know. tell her I'll why she's. Compete with the... You don't have to compete, you just have to move her. Well, I can honestly say I've never met anybody like you in my entire life. You just make such a positive impact on my life. You're one of the most thoughtful, kindest, smartest, genuine human beings I've ever met. And you just make my life so much better that I can't picture it without you. Um, I mean, that's why I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I just see us spending so many good times together. 
and you're just absolutely incredible amazing person can you guys kiss now (laughs) yeah understand though if you fuck up i'll be i get free flights and I'll be there to kick your bones around, okay? Because I know someone else is going to get to you before I do. Greg met, like, <laughs> oh yeah, my brother's friends oh. at, like, Katie's service. Uh-huh. And they were, like, grilling him. Yeah. Oh, I was going to But even, like, when he was meeting you, I prepped him. I was you, like. Wait, you prepped him yeah, to Yeah, I was me? like, Chris, like, he's my guy, so. Does not play. Yeah, he knew. Here's the thing, though. If you fuck up, she'll take care of you plenty. She doesn't need any help. That's why I said kick the bones around. <laughs> but I get a good sense about you. I think you'll you guys are. You're I'm not planning well. to. So I meet lots of couples where I'm like, oh, can't wait to go to that divorce party. But <laughs> you guys, you guys have like, even just hearing. Are you are you crying again? No. <laughs> Grace is Shut the up. she's the crier in the background. Yeah, you guys, like, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing between you guys and have seen over the time that you guys have been together, like, you guys got the stuff. So I'm really excited to be a part of uh, watch your lives and, and watch you flourish. And um, So how do people reach out to, to you guys? Like, what's the best way to do that? Instagram. Instagram? At Aubrey Brown. Spell it. A-U-B-R-E. E E B R W N. Okay. Brown is high. Do you want people to reach out to you? Um, I mean, if you go to mine, it says yeah, there's a little ring me. and his. Okay. Name so you can attached. find her. Yeah, you go to her and that. track me through the. Um, so we're going to go into the QA session part of this. If you ever want to ask any of my guests questions directly make sure you show up to the twitch chats which is twitch.tv slash sup daily i hope you guys enjoyed that podcast if you do make sure you over on apple podcast give it a rating and give it a comment it really helps it grow also if you share this on social media this podcast on social media and tag me i will retweet you i will post it to my instagram story this doesn't grow if you guys aren't there to help it grow Uh, all thanks to you guys and tell me the most impactful moment of this for you make sure you go over to any of my social media sup daily instagram twitter as well as sup daily on twitch and i'll see you guys all on the next episode of unfiltered friends